Hi. Hello. <laughs> this is um. Uh... Huh. How would you like to introduce yourself? Um. You can say anything you want. You can give a um a nickname, or you can give your real name. That... However, you'd like to be known. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to decide. Do I want to go by like? Because the name that everybody already knows me by is my nickname. And so it's just like, do I want to keep going by my nickname or do I want to go by something else? But I think my nickname's fine. Okay. So then, who do we have the pleasure of hosting tonight? Angie. Angie. Sup. Sup, man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Carbon Copied. Tentative name. <laughs> oh. What? This is my first episode, so I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but you know what? Let's just roll with it and yeah. see how it goes. But yeah, this is a, a publication of just conversations I had with my friends. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they're interesting people. I think all, most of the people who are willing to talk to me are interesting people. And um, I figured I might as well do the podcast, you know, yeah. to publicize it. Since Stuff everyone's like always asking about the conversations. I, mean, I think we have good conversations. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's for other people to decide, I suppose. But for me, I have a good time. Yeah. And I, I hope that, you know, so, I mean, that's all That's all I care about. We usually go over our time with our conversations. So, I, I mean, it's going somewhere. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess... Uh, it, if I wanted to just give a quick inception about the podcast itself, was that uh, I I'm not great at keeping up with friends at all, <laughs> not even a little bit. I I see my experiences and interactions with other people to be like momentary mm-hmm. uh, passages in time, like ships passing in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's great while we're sailing together, but eventually we'll part ways. So this is just a way for me, an excuse, really. For me to just spend a little more time with y'alls. Oh boy. Um. So let's get into today's topic. Um. I I guess I I I, we, I was like swish washing here and left and right about which topic to go with that we discussed. Uh-huh. Uh Let's hit up with the original one first. Uh, anime conventions. Oh yeah. Because. Well, I, I feel it's more appropriate because that's kind of how we met and it everything. Is. And, and then and with all. everything going okay. on. Yeah. So, might as well get our two cents out. Um, so, we met at Anime Expo, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. It was 2017, 16, something like that. It was that. like 16 or 17. Was it the really big one or was it the, the regular size like attendance? I feel like it was the the really big one. It was the year that they had like the dragon from Dragon Ball Z in like the exhibit hall. Yeah, I think it was that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm holding up a uh, the badge I still have from 2017. Yeah, which is actually the last time I ever went to Anime Expo. <laughs> um, I will tell you this: last year's Anime Expo was not the best Mm. and i think it's because they were getting like i think it's because a lot of companies were saving themselves for 2020 because 2020 is such like a like a uh what is it it's like a huge accomplishment of a number like here's here's another decade here's a round zero because humans like that number (laughs) yeah i think it was like that where they're like okay 2020 is coming up next year let's just go with it low with this year because i noticed a lot of companies were giving out their freebies from like two years ago and it's like hey wait a minute oh, i saw this wow that that's low effort right there <laughs> that's them digging into their warehouse and like hey we don't want to you know pay for new stuff yeah let's just give them stuff and that they'll hardly remember anyways if you if it's like your first year you won't even know that but if you go there you know if you go to the convention <laughs> regularly and you visit your favorite booths you're like hey wait didn't you guys have this like last year <sighs> yeah so anyway we've been talking about anime expo which is the largest anime convention on the west coast of the united states mm-hmm. um with an annual attendance of around a hundred thousand every year yeah with the exception of 2017 which had 357,000 wow <laughs> and that was a complete mess as i remember it Mm-hmm. because it's like they weren't prepared for that many people to come 
And so it became kind of a mess that they decided to know. After that, we're just going to limit the amount of attendees to something around 100,000. I wonder what caused the number to be so high. I'm trying to remember what was coming out that year. 2017 anime? Uh-huh. Or what guests they may have had. Well, okay, so 2017 anime. Ooh, I'm looking at like a short list of stuff and it's like it, it's it's impressive, but none of the really 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 hype everyone can't stop talking about anime. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Cuz like in 2016 the attendance was 100,000. Yeah. So to triple that in one year I have no idea what happened. Something must have happened that year where people are like, oh, we have to go this year. There must have been a premiere of some kind that was going on at Anime Expo. Well, we're going to find that out later tonight, don't we? Um, I just remember volunteering because I spent most of my time volunteering Yeah. while I was there. Did you do the same? Or? Yeah, that, the first year that we met, that was the year that I did all the shifts, like the morning and the afternoon because i just didn't know what to Mm -hmm. expect from anime expo because it was the first time that i've gone to a convention of that size wait that was the first time you've been to anime expo yeah that was the first time i've been in 2017 Mm -hmm. whoa yeah i've gone to other conventions (laughs) sure it's just you know i'm in the bay area and it's just like oh i gotta drive or fly or Find a way to get down to LA and get accommodations and get transportation. Yeah, it's like okay, well, hotel. Who am I going to hang out with? And I will tell you this: every year that I've gone to Anime Expo, I've gotten there in a different form of transportation. Like you mean you went by plane one year and by car another year yeah, and like, stuff like that. The first year I went by bus. The second year I drove. Third year mm. I took a flight. So I've been slowly mm. upgrading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm assuming that your 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 also reflects how much money you're willing to spend to get down there um, with convenience. My budget has been about the same every year except for last year, which was a, a little bit higher, but I didn't spend as much because, like I said, it just felt like a lot of the vendors weren't really bringing out any of the good stuff. Hmm. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, that year in 2017. There was the premiere of Violet Evergarden, which was like hype in its own way. Mm -hmm. Not like hype, like Attack on Titan kind of, you know, what regular people watch. But there was there was a lot of expectations for that show, which it met in spades. Uh, That was also the first time an anime premiered at an American convention before in Japan. So that was kind of setting some precedent right there. I don't know. Maybe maybe that was just a, a year where they decided to go big because that was the first year they did a pre-show night as well oh. to expand upon it. And there was like a, there was like you know a, I felt like it was like a clubbing vibe at that place, especially where we were working with the DJ. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because like after oh we would be done, I think that's like the corner that was always turned into like the Twenty One Lounge after like mm. we were done for the day. Right, maybe. I think I didn't stick around long enough to to do any of that. But yeah, no, those that was a good time. But I think after that, I was kind of burned out by the sheer size and mass of it. I decided I didn't really want to go again. Uh, but I still went to anime conventions. Uh, uh, here in the Bay Area, uh, specifically Crunchyroll Expo. I defected over to Crunchyroll. Yeah. Crunchyroll Expo has been a really good convention. I feel like I I know a lot of my friends would rather go to Crunchyroll Expo as opposed to Fanime, which is at the same location now. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a difference of, of what it is, mm-hmm. you know, because Fanime is a completely, uh, you know, fan-run event. Yeah. Is it? Wait, I mean, sorry, I never went, so I'm not, I don't know if 100% for sure, but that's the idea I have. It is. I've, I've actually volunteered with Fanime before volunteering or working with Crunchyroll for, like, Anime Expo. Like, that's what got me into going oh you know maybe i can just do this on the side for a fun way to still go to conventions and meet other people because mm-hmm. around that time mm-hmm. i've tried to do like one thing that was out of my comfort zone and so i was just like oh i'll 
go volunteer at this convention, stay at a hotel with like complete strangers that are like <laughs> ten years younger than me. But it was fun. well. Did you know that they were going to be ten years younger than you? You know, when I started going to the meetings and seeing like the other volunteers, I realized okay, they're probably going to be a whole lot younger than me. And it was definitely out of my comfort zone, but I told myself I'm going to try mm. to do one thing out of my comfort zone at least once a year. Mm. And that was the thing for that year. Yeah. Yeah, because of that. But it's really like progressed to anime and Crunchyroll and Anime Expo. And that's how I met <laughs> a lot of you guys. I, You know, after volunteering at Anime Expo and at Crunchyroll Expo, I basically decided I'm never going to attend an uh, anime convention that I don't volunteer at. Mm-hmm. because a it does limit my spending potential it does. <laughs> i'm not walking around spending as much um and b it's 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 almost mo- a majority of the reason why i do attend these things just mm-hmm. to be with other phantom anime to interact with them and to help them have a good time it's it's I don't know. It's the one time of the year where i turn on super extrovert mode yeah. and just embrace everyone around me hello well because you're hello, around everyone. other people that enjoy the same things you know that they're not gonna like i don't want to say bully but you know they're not going to make you feel ashamed of what you love yeah yeah that's right because we're all dorks and we're all here <laughs> to celebrate being a dork <laughs> Uh yeah I, yeah I, I could safely say that I've always felt a sort of comfort in that in that I'm I'm among the same kind of people also in the fact that I'm among people who are way more into it than I am <laughs> um like when you when I mean uh, I I mean some of the cosplay you see is like I don't have the courage to put on what you put on sir which is a pair of underwear on your face <laughs> and little anything else with the coronavirus this year. Mm-hmm. Every single anime convention has been canceled um, because it hit us in early this year. Yeah. Uh, that includes Anime Expo, Crunchyroll Expo, Fanime. Um, SAC anime. And that has... Yeah, SAC anime. Yeah. That has changed the dynamic, um, definitely. Some of these places that ha- are, you know, uh, larger uh, kind of ran their own online events. Crunchyroll Expo had the uh, crunch- a virtual Crunchyroll Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, anime expo had anime expo light yeah uh and even some industry had their own little uh conventions yeah their own little virtual stuff. conventions or their own like their own little like weekend like hey we're gonna stream online like these interviews or watch this preview online that we're gonna air sometime this weekend that's right uh that's how they decided to adapt uh this year at least so with the big question mark about we don't know when we can safely gather in the hundreds of thousands in I, one place anymore. Yeah, I, what I do you think, think is going to happen? I I think we're not going to have conventions for another year, two years oh. tops. Just because, oh. like, how how are you going to keep an eye or just keep track of anybody that may have had the virus? And where have they been? Contact tracing. Especially, yeah, contact tracing. Where are they going? Like, who are they staying with? How are they getting here? It's just, it's a huge liability. Like, it's a huge liability Mm. for these conventions. It's a huge liability for, like, the companies. So I just honestly don't see conventions going on for, like, one to two years. Aside from what our um, supposed president keeps, you know, yeah. saying how we'll come out with a vaccine by October or no. December, uh, most most all experts say that the vaccine will come out as soon as early next year, soonest, uh-huh. um, if if at that, and um, they they won't give us a, a a concrete number as to when it will be available for the general public mm-hmm. in widespread use. So we're if I had to like ballpark it, I guess that we'll start to get wide vaccinations maybe summer next year uh considering their projections if uh but only yeah i only see that happening if like people are comfortable enough getting the vaccine if it's out by summer because even then like i'm seeing some people say you know what 
this vaccine's going by, like the the testing is going by way too fast. We don't know what the side effects are going to be long term. And so I'm seeing a okay. lot of people say, if I don't know what the side effects are going to be long term, I'm just going to wait until this vaccine's been out for a while. Like I see more people right now getting their flu shots, which everyone should do. It, they're getting their flu shots. And so rather than getting the COVID vaccine, they're just going to get the flu shot for right now as a extra way to protect themselves just so they don't think, oh, is this the flu or is this COVID or what is this? Hmm. So you think that the public will generally be apprehensive to getting the vaccine even after it's been released? Uh, and so, and that will delay any sort of large gatherings like conventions for another year because it'll take time before everyone can be convinced that, hey, this is a thing that we can get on and hopefully prevent more disasters. Well, I think it's going to be if the vaccine was to come out next year, like let's say the vaccine comes out right before con season. Mm -hmm. Even then, we have to think of who's going to be first in line for this vaccine if it really is like in a perfect world it's perfect it's going to protect us from covid so it's this is all hypothetical so mm -hmm. hypothetically the vaccine comes out right before convention well then who's going to be first in line to get these vaccines mm. it's you know not everyone by the time the conventions start not everyone's going to have a vaccine and even then what about all the people that come overseas to these conventions because right. you know everyone that goes to anime expo they're, you know, not just from the States, they're coming from all parts of the world. Like we have guests coming from like Japan. We have people coming from Mexico, Canada, Brazil, like all these parts of like the world. And so then, well, are they going to have the vaccines ready for them too? Are they going to be vaccinated? It's just, that's why I don't see conventions happening next year. Just because you have to think of not just the U.S., but everywhere else where mm -hmm. people from other conventions come to. That's right. That's right. It, it is a, a very uh, big, usually big event with many different people from all over. Um, not to mention, like, people from other states travel. And even mm -hmm. that has its current restrictions with, you know, two-week quarantines and stuff. Um, okay. So then we're looking at, at least for another year then, of possibly a repeat of what we had this year with online virtual conventions. However, those do have like the pros and cons. Did you attend, quote unquote, any of them? <laughs> I've tried to attend all of them just oh. so I can compare and see like, how is this being done and how can we improve it to be done better? Mm. Now you sound, you're sounding like a, a chairwoman on a committee <laughs> <laughs> judging all of anime conventions. Well, This is how <laughs> we're going to be improving them. I think it's a good habit to have of like thinking of how can we make this better? How can we make it more convenient? Because mm. like these, these conventions, these companies, they want to know the same thing. And then the only way they will know is if we provide them that feedback, if we tell them, Hey, maybe for next year, do it slightly different, or maybe next year, give us a way to like shop with these vendors. Like Crunchyroll did that a little bit better, but I still feel like, when it comes to supporting the vendors and having to shop from these vendors, I honestly feel like it could be done so much more better to the point that like I'm. What? Go ahead. Uh, what What did Crunchyroll Expo do? What did? Uh, what were the features of Virtual Crunchyroll Expo this year? So Crunchyroll Expo, they had the list of like all their vendors, like all the other conventions have had, where they tell you, oh, this is who's going to be at this convention. So they had their list of the vendors that would have been there. And they had links to the websites and they would also show any exclusive deals they had. Like, um, I think Sentai had an exclusive for Food Wars. So if you loved Food Wars, they had like a t-shirt, um, like a skateboard, a wall scroll and a t-shirt or not yeah, a t-shirt, wall scroll, skateboard and a poster. That was an exclusive mm. for Crunchyroll Expo, which was nice. But it, the one thing that I think a lot of companies don't realize is that shipping 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 is expensive oh yes oh yes it is <laughs> uh it didn't help that we know this this is only a couple of months after the start of the pandemic and mm -hmm. shipping and and stuff was our stuff that people are still, still trying to figure out and to make the most efficient so okay but next year <laughs> we'll have that shipping thing handled but 
the shipping cost will likely remain the same. Yeah, the sh- I think the shipping cost will remain the same, but I would like to see, like, one thing that I would like to see these conventions do is mm-hmm. have a, like, a badge that I can buy where it's like, if you buy this badge, you get your own personal like discount code or something that you can use with these vendors. Mm. And you can get like a discount, like whatever the vendor agreed on with your code. Like I would like to see something like that because I lo- that's one of the reasons I go to conventions is to go and buy like exclusive things. Like you've seen me when we were at Mexico, I would yes. go wait at the lines <laughs> to get like all the exclusive stuff. <laughs> Because, uh, like, the exclusive stuff they bring, I tell myself, oh, okay, I could save, like, $100 or $50 on shipping if I was to buy it here. Like, I have uh-huh. a spreadsheet that I make myself oh. every year of, like, okay, if I see this at the convention, this is how much it has to cost in order for me to buy it there. Like, okay. I am to that level, and that's why I go to conventions. So you, you, have, you have an actual wish list of things you wish you could buy, but there's a premium price on them and you want to get a better deal at these conventions or not pay for shipping at these conventions. Yeah, like there were either a wish list or stuff that I wasn't able to pre-order on time. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah, no, I got that. Um, uh, I'm not a big spender like you are um, <laughs> at anime conventions. Um, thank God for that. Uh, mostly because of the way i don't like to i mean i don't collect figurines i don't uh, collect uh, many books i don't collect many blu-rays or dvds or posters or any of all that stuff i I don't enjoy uh enjoy um i was gonna say worshiping but you don't worship (laughs) your your figurines and stuff no i don't like um uh having too much of that stuff i like i like to enjoy it and Mm -hmm. to consume it and stream it and stuff, but uh, no, that, that part of me never really uh, excited me to have that. Yeah, thing. you don't feel like you're missing anything out. Yeah, but there's a big but to that. <laughs> when you're walking around on the convention floor and you see so many shiny, pretty things, you can't help but maybe look at your wallet and just like, mm, maybe I can just throw yeah. a little more at this one really nice thing right here. Just no. so cool. <laughs> never never no so like my secret is it's not a secret it's it's what i tell everybody to do so what i tell people to do try not to buy anything on the first day unless you know that you are actually saving money which is why you have your your spreadsheet with the photo of the product how much it costs Mm -hmm. at like other sites that you know they have in stock and how much you would estimate on the shipping would cost like if you see Mm. your Oh, this is on my list. Oh, I save ten dollars if I buy at this convention. Okay, that's fine to do on the first day, but I usually window shop on the first day. I look to see, mm-hmm. oh, okay, they have this cool figure that, I, like, I haven't, I didn't get a chance to really see on the website. Like, um, mm-hmm. one of them is my Ishtar one that you can see in the background over there. I always wanted. She a- is beautiful. She, she is. <laughs> And so whenever I would see her online, I'm just like, oh, that's that's too much. Like, I, that's going to be, like, an extra $100 on shipping. Yeah. And so when I saw her at Anime Expo, I was just like, oh, I save on shipping if I was to buy her here. Oh. Sure, I'll get her now. This episode of Carbon Copied is sponsored by Darren. Now, to be clear... As of this recording, I have yet to receive any sort of remuneration, donation, or even so much as a gift basket from Darren. However, until the day he does provide some form of compensation, I will continue to insist that Darren is a sponsor of this show. So if you have a Darren in your life whose face exudes the natural elegance of a Bolivian llama, feel free to let him know Carbon Copy sent you and badger him to pay up. And now, back to the chat. So there is there is a uh, a bit of a hole that I'm seeing left unfulfilled. So, like we said, there's a bunch of a uh, online virtual cons yeah. that run by the biggest ones, the ones that can afford it. Crunchyroll, Aniplex had their own thing, Anime Expo had their own thing, and we're just talking strictly California. There's, there's yeah. cons all over. I don't know about them, but we're just talking about California, the big three. Yeah. Um, Funimation we're, had we're their own. Fan- yeah. So 
I mean, these industry ones, yeah, they can afford to do their own because they have a budget for mm-hmm. it. Um, what I'm seeing is not, um, to- uh, I'm not on communities to talk about this, but what I'm seeing that's lacking is the artist alley aspect yeah. of it. Is there is there some kind of artist alley equivalent of participation to anything like this online? But, so from what I've seen, like the conventions are still posting like the artist alley list. Like they're still providing us like who would have been at the convention. Yeah. Which is good. But mm. I agree with you. I don't really see anybody like pushing the hey, you know, support the artist because mm. not not all artists um that go to these conventions are in the u.s like some of them come from overseas right that's right so just just to make it perfectly clear convention anime conventions for the most part are separated into uh i i would i would say three different uh sections at least there is the industry booths which is uh the publishers of anime that you buy on dvd or watch online and stuff like that and then there's the artist alley, which are a bunch of independent artists who make uh, like keychains or posters or artwork or, or original material, and they sell separate uh, from the industry booth. Uh, and then there's also the cosplay section, which people go out there and, and cosplay, uh, and like you know, a gather- cosplay gatherings. That's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> cosplay gatherings, um, which is arguably probably. Um, one of the biggest parts of the convention, you know, or at least uh, is the basis of a founding for many anime conventions, like Fanime, for instance. So we're, we're seeing a bunch of industry stuff because they can afford it, but we're not seeing a bunch of Artist Alley or really cosplay stuff, as far as I know. I know last week and over the weekend, what is it? The organization that does like the global cosplay event, like they have a, a Kickstarter or no, a GoFundMe because they're in the process of um, losing their what's like their organization, like, uh, and they're usually at Anime Expo. Also, they they have like the big competition all over the world, and then the finals are in Japan. But over the weekend, they were on Twitch, just providing like tutorials and trying to get donations because they may go under because the conventions that provided them you know, recognition that provided them like people knowing, Oh, this is, this is a cool thing, you know, donate to us. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's forgetting about them. Well, because there are no conventions for them to be able to advertise that. Um, so what's, what's their involvement? Do you know, do you know what, what they're called, their name or. Uh, Let me I have them on, um, on Twitch. So I was watching them around Twitch, and that's what a lot of um, people are doing right now is that they're going to Twitch to try to still promote themselves. It's a Cosplay World Summit. It's an annual international cosplay event that promotes friendly international exchange through Japanese pop culture. But we don't really have to you know, make it so <laughs> so business-worthy as that. We're just a bunch of people who like dressing up and getting together and voting <laughs> on the pageant. Well, I... It's like the first one that I have seen where, like, they take it very serious. Like, if you watch their videos, like, the, the finals, like, they're really well done. Hmm. Oh, they had their own online event. Mm-hmm. They had their own online event on Twitch. Yeah, that was in August. The only way you would have known that they were having an event is if you follow them on Twitter or if somebody um, promoted them on social media, like I think Anime Expo was the one that shared their tweet that they were going to be posting videos on Twitch to try to get some mm. form of donations. Because they're always there. Mm. Like one of the um, one of the competitions is at Anime Expo. Oh, they've been running for 18 years. So mm-hmm. that would be around 2002 founding. So for me, who isn't um, specifically interested in cosplay, uh I, I i enjoy walking past these cosplay gatherings during the convention and if it you know interests me i like to stay around and watch them pose and take pictures and it gets really crazy honestly <laughs> when you just see you see you see like a like a right in front of the convention center a bunch of people dressed up as so many different characters uh it's 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 a thing to see it, uh, it, really, it really is, is. 
I would say, especially when you see, like, some people way follow the character down to a T, but other people will, you know, give it something different, something edgy. They'll yep. make their own version of what they think this character would look like as a punk style or a steampunk mm. style. And it's just, it's interesting to see, or it's really fun to see, like, the creativeness that other people have. Yeah. It's... It's artistry in the way that I don't I don't see um, happen in most other any other cultural uh, cultural circles. Uh, like we have this acceptance that we that we can take TV shows and mix and match it up in our own personal preferences in any which way, and we're okay with that as a mm-hmm. community. We're totally accepting of that, and when we we admire the effort and we admire the craft and the ability. Not to mention uh, the. Can I say acting? Like there's so many people that insist on staying in character while in costume as well. So I mean, there's so many aspects, which I assume is also part of the competition that they would have. Yeah. That when you pose, yeah. Like uh, I saw one of the finals, and it was I think the year that Mexico won. Let me see if I can find the video. Uh, here we go. And this was a video that I found on. Um, Kotaku, because Kotaku was the one that shared it, and it was just like, this is amazing. Like, they, Kotaku usually writes an article on the finals every year on who's the one that won. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that crazy? (laughs) What is going on? Oh my, wow. Oh, that is amazing. Wow, that's, that's a, that's a Street Fighter, a skit. That they, they they're both cosplayed as Street Fighter characters, and they uh, and they're performing a, a, a simulating a cosplayed fight scene with a giant projector in the background detailing the background and the health bar and it's oh my god this is amazing isn't it <laughs> and it transforms oh my god oh <laughs> uh, now now I'm, I'm regretting never never having never gone to one of these shows. <laughs> Do you think that they'll ever? Consider doing this on- online as an online event with you know, would, only participant attendees. I would love to see it online because, you know, like events like this, I feel like the line must be huge to get in. And mm. the final, this final was in Japan. And so, you know, we all of us can't go to Japan and every year for this, for this wow. final. So <laughs> I, I, I hope that they will start streaming it if they haven't already. Now that I follow them on Twitch, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be nice to see if they do because, I, like, this is a work of art. Mm-hmm. It really is. So my, my concern is that, well, not really concerned, is I'm wondering that if, if they put on content like this, if they host it at some place, uh, whoever does, like Anime Expo does or, um, or Crunchyroll Expo or whatnot, um, would they charge a premium for people to to be able to log in to watch these shows or would they stream it completely for free like they basically did this year that that's a good question because they they need to make their money like these conventions need to try to somehow make um the money because i'm not sure if they qualify for any of the covid protection that all these other businesses mm. that are getting i don't think they're going to be covered protections next year in america for businesses no. anyways because what is it? Um, Fanime is considered a nonprofit. Like a lot of these, like um, fan-run conventions, are considered nonprofits, and that's how they're able to um, not pay their volunteers because they're volunteering. It's a nonprofit. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, would they even qualify for any form of COVID protection? Hmm. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is depressing, like, with everything going on with COVID and conventions, because you can't see your friends, you can't go to these events, you can't go to the concerts. The concerts that are streamed online for these virtual conventions aren't the same. Like, um, while Crunchyroll had their uh, convention, my neighbors are banging on yeah. the wall telling me, hey, can you learn how to music? And I'm just Turn like, it down. It's only nine o'clock. <laughs> I just want to listen to your voice. And jump up and down. You want, the, you want to turn on that bass and you want yes. to just jump throw your hands in the air that you don't care? <laughs> yeah, like that's how you enjoy mm. these concerts. So it, 
I really do want to see these conventions come back soon because it's it's really not the same. Okay, there's another aspect, like we said, that we're we're touching on right now that these conventions are a way for us to gather as a community and enjoy each other as a community and just to meet new people and to just get into arguments or have conversations, discussions about things that we're really passionate about, which is anime. We we see we we do this on a weekly basis where there are Reddit threads of anime and, and episodes and discussion threads, and we have that. But do you feel that gathering as community in person is an essential part of being a fan of anime? I think it is. I think it's. I think being able to talk to other people about the one thing you love, watching anime, playing um, games, reading the manga, like talking to other people in person, I feel like gives you that extra connection. Well, I mean, the numbers don't lie because we're, we're, we're talking about like Anime Expo, 100,000, Crunchyroll mm-hmm. Expo, 45,000, Fanime, 34,000. Uh, 34, this is just California. These are the, the big three. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely like tons and tons of people willing to travel great distances to attend these things. But what with the coronavirus and COVID-19, that's not an option. And there, there, I don't think there can be an option to be able to safely run or host these things. For so for the time being, we're stuck with having possibly, I don't know, is someone gonna invent like a hundred attendee Zoom call or something? (laughs) (laughs) And then then just. So um, one thing that um, I've noticed other people do is that they will do like a um, like a chat group and they'll watch it together while, yeah. you know, in their chat group. But that means sure. you have to like go out and like meet all these other people to be part of the chat group. What I do is I, I, I just join a Twitch stream. Like there, there's there's a there's a streamer and then they're they're attending the convention. I jump off of their stream and I just type out you know my reactions every now and then. It, it feels almost like being a part of the community. It almost, but then you miss that opportunity of like creating and making a new best friend. Like you don't yeah. you don't get the same right. connection of like oh I'm waiting in the autograph line with other people that want to get multiple autographs or they want to meet the same voice actors as I do. Oh, look, we have something in common. Oh, let's chat. Oh, hey, you live in this area. I live in this area. Let's, you know, exchange information. Like, being at the convention as opposed to being online, like, I do feel like you miss on that that connection of creating new friends. Hmm. I'm just thinking as as, uh, my capacity as a volunteer, do I make new friends? (laughs) Aside, aside, of course, from you. <laughs> aside I would from you. say you do because you talk to other people and you get to know them. Yeah. For for me, I have, I have convention flings, friend, convention friendship flings. People that I meet and we're all hyped up by our environment, and like at the end of the day of conventions, we would get together, have a burrito, <laughs> and just talk about the the day's events. And uh, I'd see them off at the end of the convention, like, see you next year. Yeah, see you next year. But and I do you, see them next year. Yeah, you see them next year. <laughs> you do see them next year. And you're like, hey, how are you been? Hey, did you watch this? Did you read this? Like, <laughs> are you excited for this? It's just like, you made a friend. You may not see yeah. them every day, but you still get to, you still see them, like, yeah. once a year. And you you have that connection. How small are we? Like, the, like at these conventions, how small are the volunteer crowds that keep coming back? <laughs> They keep I, coming in. I would say they're like they're usually the same people because I I feel like this is gonna hurt me a little bit. There are Ooh. there are some of the same people that can be a little annoying. Okay, because <laughs> you know sometimes a convention has that one volunteer that ruins the experience for other people. Oh, that's true. But no, everyone's there to have a good time and to help others have a good time. Yeah, even the new ones who don't exactly know what they're doing but that's how like the or, new ones get to meet other people and go oh yeah this is this so this is how it is this is this is fun <laughs> oh god i miss that so much same uh it was around this time this time uh last year that i volunteered at Crunchyroll expo so labor day that there we go two weeks ago yeah yeah uh, you would volunteer at Anime Expo, right? Yeah, I would volunteer at Anime Expo. So I used to uh, volunteer at Fanime 
Anime Expo mm. and Crunchyroll Expo until uh, my job that I got last year that prevented me from volunteering. Right. Working for Crunchyroll, by the way, it's still way more awesome. They actually pay you. <laughs> Well, because they're, they're a not, company. They're yeah. a company. So. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not gonna help you find a place to stay, but they're gonna pay you at yeah. least. They'll pay you at like, like minimum wage. Uh, did they? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You should. I, I think they. I don't remember. <laughs> it didn't really matter to me at the. I was like, you're giving me a free pass for, so I don't have to spend eighty plus dollars for a three day pass. Yeah. <laughs> into the place, I'll take it. <laughs> Like, that is definitely one thing I always tell people. Like, if you want to go, if there's a convention you want to go to, check to see if they accept volunteers because most conventions will give you a free pass to that convention. And, you know, not all of them may provide you a hotel to stay at, but a pass, like, you get a whole weekend pass. And that's usually mm -hmm. saving you like $100 to $200, depending on the convention. Am I missing anything? Not touching upon anything you could think of that. I think we should probably talk about like guests, like one right, thing guest that, appearance. Guest appearance, like how are these conventions going to do guest appearance? And Crunchyroll <laughs> Expo Virtual did a good good job with um providing like some guests. So the way they did it was that you would be entered in a raffle, and if your name was picked, you got to have depending on the guest you got like one minute to three minutes online with them like a chat whoa and i'm not i'm not sure how they were going to do the autographs but that was like a really creative way that i was really impressed that they did so you got to get to one-on-one -on -one time well yeah. normally what you'd be able to do is like they have their panel with the guest and you get to line up and ask a question during that panel but you're, so you're saying control instead just like hey we're gonna let you have a one minute one to one intimate conversation yeah with I, them. I didn't do it but I know like I think I have one friend that wanted to do it but she you know she's shy so she's just kind of like uh, oh. I, it's, a, it's out of my comfort zone but when I saw like the way that they described it on the website I'm just like okay this is this is the first one that I've seen do that with their guests like everyone else oh. has done where they just have like a, a recorded panel and they'll just post it online well i mean is that so bad having a recorded panel of like a bunch of voice actors or a bunch of directors there's nothing wrong with that it's just you one of the reasons some people also go to the conventions is to meet those voice actors or to meet the artists True. that you True. wouldn't get to meet like in other locations uh, it would be so cool if if you won the raffle for that one-on-one -on -one time they'd also send you an <laughs> autographed little autograph thing to your address well i was trying to figure out how they were going to do that because it would say that you would get a one-on-one -on -one and a autograph and i'm just like how does that work are they like are you going to pay for the shipping are they going to sign something for you and and mail it out and even then like with everything are they going give on you a digital copy of it instead <laughs> well i think that's what oh, boy. some of them may have done mm, but that's i don't know that, that, that takes out the the originality of it how like a rare hand signed plaque that yeah. you, you frame up and let your ancestors all <laughs> follow and know i met this person okay or they're amazing it was the best moment of my life yes even better than me and my husband okay you. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> jeez i think i only have one of those it's not even a really signed one it's just like a it's just the thing that probably got printed out yeah it's like one of those like printed signs yeah, yeah. I got a, a movie premiere. I was so excited to get it. I was like, yay! And then it's, it was just a... Yeah. Segway. Slightly. <laughs> what forms can people uh, meet others in, as a community outside of anime conventions now that anime conventions are more or less a spectator thing um, for the next year, as far as we can tell? You mentioned Meetup. Uh -huh. where you can find groups and then you can join these chats with them and engage with them uh any other outlets you know of there's reddit of course yeah there is reddit so for me it's more of like i know some anime fans are are younger so for me it's more mm. of like what is safe for them where is a mm. safe spot for them to have conversations with other fans or um not be targeted for something because like the last thing somebody wants is to go on a online forum and then just be bullied or 
be taken advantage of. So I first I would say like you have to be careful with like where you go to try to meet other people. Like Meetup, the website Meetup is a good um, place to go. But like I would say, try to find a group that's within like your I guess your comfort zone or more so like that, you know, that like, okay, if I meet these group of people, I'm going to be okay. Cause me as a, as a woman, it's just like, where can I, where can I find a group without feeling harassed or being told hmm. you have to prove your level of an anime fan? Wait, those things are real still? People those still things, do that? Those things are real. People still do that. It, oh, it, my God. It happened to me at Anime Expo. It's happened to me at Anime. It's happened to me at, like, conventions. Like, oh God. if I'm with my husband, they think, oh, he's the one that's into all this. No. Oh. No, he is not the one that's all into all of this. When they see the collection, they're like, oh, man, your wife lets you buy all this? No. No. <laughs> <It's> not. <sighs> Like when I got my um my big TV because you know I wanted a big TV to watch anime. Oh man, your wife lets you buy that TV for for yourself? Like no, <laughs> I bought that TV with my own hard money. <laughs> so, like so yes, moments like that or people like that still do exist where it's like you run into well, you have to prove yourself. Like one good example would be. The first year at Anime Expo, uh, that was the year that I took, um, not Greyhound, but it was one of those bus companies from San Jose to L.A. So on the way to L.A., it was good. But on the way back, while waiting for my bus, you can tell, like, everyone that was waiting for the bus was done with the Anime Expo. And so while I was waiting in line, this guy said, oh, hey, yeah, are, are you into anime? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I am. I, and he's like, well, what do you consider? I'm like, oh, I consider myself an otaku. And he's like, don't tell it. Don't, don't, don't. You're not an otaku. You're you're not an otaku. You're, you're, um, what's the female version of an otaku? Like, it, it was like a specific other term. And it's, he's like, it's sexist to call yourself an otaku. What the, There's what a, <laughs> I think we have a grave misunderstanding in the in the community, and somewhat on some level, about what some of these things mean. Uh, he didn't refer to you as a Fujoshi, now did you? <laughs> did he? Uh, Which is not a completely. It's like a subsection, not really. It was like it, it was something else. Was it an opponent? I just remember I was just like, uh, oh, "What just happened?" And I and I remember like um, calling my husband. And letting him know, like, hey, like, I'm on a bus right now. Like, there's this dude that just, like, told me I'm not an otaku because it's sexist. He made me feel really uncomfortable. Like, Mm. you know, I I hope he doesn't sit next to me. Like, it made me feel like, uh, what just just happened? Like, and other people saw it happen, too. And it, it was just like, really? Like... Come on, like, why can't I just consider myself an otaku? Like, I didn't realize that otaku was for men only. I didn't realize that there was, like, a female equivalent of otaku that I have to go by. Because a lot, like, my my Twitter handle, my Instagram, it's, the my name is just being otaku. Because that's what I am. I'm just being an otaku. Well, I'm sorry to hear that this is still happening, even to this day. I thought that our, our community was growing larger and more inclusive, but it sounds like there's still that elitist vanguard who who has a standard for what what being a part of community is which it shouldn't be at all for any community no being being part of any community is something you define fight by yourself whether or not that you are an act an active member of that community or not but if you if you feel an affinity with them and identify identify with them there's nothing wrong with you uh saying that you are a part of them now you don't represent them certainly not <laughs> no not at all. Which, which these people who do, by the way, you know, set you know the parameters, they feel like they represent the community. They don't. And they don't. <laughs> Probably. And, and you know, like that's what you have to remember is that the people like that, they don't represent everybody. But it, it's it does still happen, and when it happens, it may cause some people to go, "Hey, do I really want to be part of this? Like, 
do I really want to be part of this community? Like, if this is how the community is going to treat me, why do I want to be part of this community? And so, like, I, it didn't, it didn't bother me that he did that. What upset me more is that, like, he felt like he had the right to do that. Well, this is also part of the reason why I volunteer, mm-hmm. so that uh, we, we, I, I believe that I'm, I'm more or less responsible person <laughs> and understanding, empathetic to some extent. Uh, so that you know, when I show up and people look at me and seeing like, "Hey, I'm a fan just like you," and I'm just trying to have everyone else enjoy this without 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 trying to uh, cage them in, in in stereotypes or saying what you can or cannot do, mm-hmm. except unless you know you're naked around in the convention area. Yeah. <laughs> like breaking rules is, is breaking rules, but short of that, you know, we're here to enjoy each other. We're here to talk and discuss. We're here to be have fun, make friends. Yeah, and I miss that. You and I miss that so much. Wait. We miss that so much, but like going back to like finding, trying to find that feeling. Like next door is a is a good location to try to meet like that group of friends. Um, Facebook mm-hmm. has a, a few good groups. Um, they're usually set to private, but I mean it doesn't hurt to you try need, to be. Need to have someone from the inside to invite. Yeah, yeah. or you know it probably doesn't yeah. hurt to message, or you can sometimes just try to create your own group, like. You know, um, yeah. if you have like a group of friends, oh hey, let's make our own our own Facebook group or our own meetup. Like, luckily with the meetup, um, you can still do everything virtual. But like in the future or mm. in the past, it was like you got to meet each other at events. Like one of the meetup groups, uh, they would meet up at like Japantown. Like they would do like a Japantown meetup, go to some of the restaurants. But you can't do that right now, so. They do like a, oh, let's do a group chat and watch whatever we want to watch as a group on a Netflix. Screening. Yeah. yeah. So like that's something yeah. that people can do is just check your check next door or not next door. <laughs> well, actually next door, next door. Uh, you can try to find like a group because I've seen some people post on next door on, hey, is anyone in our neighborhood uh, into video games or into board games? Like. Would anybody want to do a board game night? I've never heard of Nextdoor before. So Nextdoor is a website where you you talk to everyone else in your neighborhood, or it's and it's also like you get to know everything that's going on in the community. It can be good or it can be bad, but that's a discussion for another day when it comes to like the bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a discussion. So we can have another day. 